You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. everyone. Today we are talking with Karen Thurber and we are breaking the silence on healing through recovery. And this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart just because this is the side of, not that there's sides, but this is the side of the table, quote unquote, that I've been on and that I've experienced because of someone else's use of pornography. So I'm so excited to chat with you today. Karen, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a new mom. That's probably the most exciting thing that's going on right now in my life. I have a six-month-old, and I am not going to school right now. I have a part-time business where I get to play with flowers all day, so that's fun. So fun. And then I get to be a full-time mom, so. That is so fun. I am the wife of Alma Thurber, who was just in your last podcast. I am 20. 23. I almost forgot my age. Yes, I'm 23 years old. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Well, con- about me. congrats on having the new kid and Thank being... Thank you. He's a cute one. Yeah. <laughs> new mom. That's awesome. Oh, we loved learning from Alma. He has so much wisdom to share from his experience, and I imagine that it's the same, if not more, from you. Oh, well, thank <laughs> you. <Great. laughs> this is great. So, Karen, what has been the most helpful for you in your recovery? What have you found that's brought healing? What have I found that's brought healing? I have a full long list that could go on for pages and pages, but I'm going to focus on three of the biggest things for me. And one of those is self-care. I think that's probably the biggest, which is why I chose to talk about this one first. Self-care is something that I struggle with. I feel like in the environment where we grow up, especially here in, in Utah and with growing up in the church, we learn about service like from a very early age and how important it is to serve everyone. And that is so important. And we know that that helps us to feel the spirit. That helps us to become the people that God wants us to be. But I think sometimes we misunderstand and we have this mindset that we'll take care of everybody else first. And then if we have time, we'll take care of ourselves. I know that's how I grew up is that like, I'll take care of everybody else. And then if I have time, like maybe I'll do my scripture study. (laughs) Maybe I'll, I don't know, things like that. So yeah, I think a true doctrine of, well, at least the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or a Christian doctrine is that the second greatest commandment is to love love others as thyself, right? right? And we often don't, we don't talk enough about how we are supposed to love ourselves also. But yeah. it's such a key aspect of that. I mean, Christ himself showed us that he loved himself. He loved himself enough to be in, go away from people and have, you know, some meditation time in the woods, you know, where to contemplate life. He allowed others to take care of him too. Like he allowed others to provide him food, a place to sleep. A great book that talks about this loving yourself and others is called Boundaries by Chris Townsend and Henry Cloud. Once again, we've mentioned that before, but if you want to learn more about those kind of things, Boundaries is such a great book. 
Yeah, definitely. Boundaries is going to be another one of the things that I talk about. But I love that you brought up that that Christ himself took time for himself. In Matthew 14, we learn about that, specifically verse 23. He, John the Baptist was just killed, and he's his cousin, right? He's a close family member, and he was, I can imagine that he was distraught. He was sad. He, he needed time for himself, and he was serving people, but he did take time to go up into the mountain and just take time for himself. I'm sure he, he prayed and was spent that time to get closer to the um, to his father and to take time for himself. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. So what does self-care look like for you? That is a great question. Self-care for me has changed with time. Now that I have a baby, self-care is a little Oof. harder. But my husband and I have something we call dailies. Dailies are so important. Dailies for me, what a normal morning looks like is I have to shower before my husband leaves because if I don't shower before my husband leaves, it might not happen. (laughs) So showering is super important. And then after that, we really work on helping each other get our dailies done, such as scripture study, um, yoga for me, exercise, prayer, things like that really help us to become closer to the Savior and take care of ourselves because we really, we can take a better better care of our loved ones when we're taking care of ourselves. I can be a better mom if I'm taking care of myself first. I can be a better support person to those that I support and a better wife and a better daughter, all these things. I, if I'm taking care of myself first and I'm making sure that I'm doing what I need to do, then I can better support those around me. So. Karen, what I love about what you're saying is that self-care isn't necessarily about doing the same things every day or like going to the spa, which that's a really nice thing, but rather it's taking care or like taking care of your soothers or doing the things that help you to self-regulate every day. Definitely. Like moving and doing like a devotional where you're spending time and connecting spiritually you're you're taking care of like your physical body and you're showering and those kind of things. Are there any things that you've learned as you've done that to be flexible with or that you've learned to really value? Definitely. Again, going back to Matthew 14, Christ was in the middle of serving people when he, he needed to take time and go just kind of leave the people. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is that I have routines. Routines are so nice and I struggle with them sometimes, (laughs) but routines are really nice. But sometimes you have to modify the routines because like I said, I'm a mom and I'm still trying to figure out the mom thing. (laughs) And sometimes he needs me. Sometimes he needs to eat. Sometimes we need to stop what we're doing because we need to talk about something or maybe... I don't know, maybe I have to drop them off at school or things like that. So sometimes I do have to modify things and help other people in between the times that I take care of myself. Because as much as I would love to get it all done in the morning and then take care of everybody else, sometimes it doesn't work that way. But it is important that it does get done, that you don't just leave it and be like, okay, it didn't happen, it's fine, I'll take care of myself another day, right? It needs to be something that you plan, and if plans change, fine, but make sure that it gets done so that you can feel like you're taking care of yourself and a huge part of taking care of yourself is making sure that you feel close to the spirit. And I think that's the biggest thing is that you can modify things. Things can change. Routines are great, but they won't always work out perfectly. Just make sure it gets done. Yeah. I really love that. How has this helped with your healing and recovery? How it's helped me in my recovery is when I do my scripture study in the morning, I'm studying the support book. For those of you who don't know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has a support 
book for those who are helping those who are struggling with or going through um, addiction recovery. For those support people, there's also a book. And this is a new thing. This hasn't been around for very long, maybe a few months. But I remember when it came out, I was so excited. We used to just have papers that we'd give out at the support meetings. And this book helps me because it gives me different principles. And I could give you a whole nother like three podcasts on like what these principles are and how they've helped me. But that's been a huge help to me. And those things help me become closer to the Savior. And I think that's the biggest thing that has helped me in my recovery is doing these things, doing these dailies help me to feel closer to the Lord and to feel closer to the Heavenly Father and help me to recognize my potential and recognize my worth. And that's what these dailies do for me. It's yeah. When I'm taking care of myself, I feel, I feel my worth, and that's important. Yeah, I love that. What do you feel like is the next biggest thing that's helped you? Communication. I feel like every marriage book and everything, everything always talks about communication, but it's really so important. Two parts of communication that I wanted to talk about are boundaries and the other one's reporting. Boundaries are to make us, to help us feel safe. I think you brought that up in the podcast with my husband that boundaries are what help us feel safe and what help us be safe. Some of these boundaries that I have, I'm just going to talk about two. One is I expect 100% honesty and I have to give 100% honesty. Sometimes it's easy for me to downplay what I'm feeling because it's not, doesn't seem as important as the, the feelings that my husband might be going through. But I have, I expect myself to be 100% honest and I expect my spouse to be 100% honest. I love that. I love that one. I just want to just like amen that. And that is, I think, the key to success in these conversations whether you're dating someone who is going through this like that's the expectation that's what you're looking for is someone that's honest someone that you can be honest with so i just wanted that also <laughs> my personal also shot. step one in recovery right is it step one for those who are helping no the principles are different okay. um the, yeah the principles are definitely different but it is a big part yeah. of all the principles honesty yeah honesty is a help. huge huge deal cool. yeah and I also appreciate that you mentioned that sometimes it's hard to be honest and that you expect honesty from yourself and how you're feeling because that can be really hard Definitely. because someone telling you something difficult or like being there, I know that for me, my tendency has been like, okay, well, I don't want to make this more dramatic than it already is. So I'm just going to like stuff my feelings in a closet and it's fine and just go on as if life was normal. It's fine until you explode later. That's that's what I've learned. <laughs> I'm yeah. fine until I'm suddenly not fine anymore. Right, right. And it will always come out. And that's what I found is that it always comes out. Yeah. And so that commitment to honesty, I really appreciate that you brought up. Thanks. And it's hard, but it's so important. Yeah, definitely. And the other boundary that I, I wanted to talk about is that if there is a relapse or if there's even triggers that have really been affecting my, my loved one, then... I want to know about it within 24 hours. Those are just two things that, that really help me is 100% honesty and I want to know about it within 24 hours so that we can find a solution, you know, not just kind of forget about it. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> Brush it under the rug. Right. Because exactly. that doesn't work. It doesn't. I about yep. that. <laughs> Was that hard to establish with Alma? No, I think he... He was already doing it, I guess, but I wanted to make it mine. I wanted to be like, hey, this is a boundary that I need to expect, not just like um, hope that it happens, but actually expect that of both of us. So anyway, he, w he was pretty good at that, I guess, be beforehand, but um, we're constantly improving. I'm sure there's other things that we can improve on. 
Yeah. Do you mind bringing us through the whole process of a day in which Alma relapses and tells you about it and how you, when you hear that information, what goes on for you and how do you regulate your emotions? Definitely. I think that's a really good question. All of these things, right? It helps if I have done my self-care that day, for sure. If I have already read my scriptures, and it's funny how when you read your scriptures, if a relapse does happen, and I've already done my scripture study, I feel like in my scripture study, I've learned what I needed to for that situation. So the Lord definitely knows what's going to happen, and He knows how to best help on your day-to-day, right? He knows things before we know them. And so definitely those dailies, if I can get that scripture study done, if I can, um, if I've prayed and I feel close to the to the Savior, then definitely that helps. Communication, again, like I said, I expect honesty. And sometimes if, if there is a relapse or even if there's just a struggle during the day, then maybe it's not something that I really want to hear over a text message or really want to see over a text message. Sometimes it's something that I need to we need to sit down and talk about. And so when I say I expect 100% honesty, it doesn't mean that it's like right away you text me and you say like, this is what happened. Sometimes it is like that. If there's a trigger, things like that, that he needs to reach out. And I love to to be a part of that. I love to be know that he's reaching out when he, he feels like he needs to. And I just want to ask, and, and if this is too personal, yeah, like we don't have to it. include this, does it hurt? Like, do you hurt with oh. him? Like, how do you work through that? <laughs> Yes, it hurts, but when I've done those things to take care of myself, when I'm working my recovery, it hurts less, and I know know how to move forward. It helps me to move forward. And another thing that another one of those the three points that I want to talk about is reaching out. So I'll definitely get to that in a second. But reaching out is so important. To go back to what Creed was saying, kind of how my a day in the life of <laughs> recovering, I guess is that I want to know when it happens. And uh, uh, something that happens at the end of our day, let's say I find out about um, a relapse or a struggle during, I don't know, say it's like three o'clock, right? Alma's back. We've already talked about it. Definitely that's a huge thing is that we we need to talk about it. And um, as soon as we get the chance, we, we need to talk about it just so that we both feel connection because addiction thrives in this connection, right? So when we're connecting and we're talking about it and we make sure that I need to make sure that he feels my love and he needs to make sure that we, that I feel his love, that we're still connected in that way. So that's super important. We talk about it and then maybe I need to go and reach out to someone. Maybe I'm feeling overwhelmed and talking about it with my husband is great, but if I can reach out to someone who's been through the same thing, I have lots of friends that I've, um, that I can reach out to, mostly friends that I've met through, um, the addiction recovery support meeting. I reach out to someone, whether it's a text message or a phone call, and I can make sure that um, I'm feeling connected and making sure that I'm validating my feelings because that's the hardest thing for me is validating that the feelings are real because I like to think that I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> and then, or let's say the next day, I feel fine, I feel good. And I'm like, oh, that was so stupid that I acted that way or that I felt that way. So I don't validate those feelings. So it's important to validate those feelings and that's why I reach out. And then in the evening, one of the, the second thing I wanted to talk about actually with communication is reporting every single night. We try to report and make sure that we're reporting how how we did. Um, if there was any slips or relapses, if I struggled to, I don't know, if I spent way too much time on social media when I should have been, I don't know, taking care of things around the house or if I had a list of to-dos that I needed to do and I just spent the whole day on social media or that was just something I struggle with sometimes. We report on how our day is and 
so that kind of that's the full day, I guess. Thank you. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that whole process and everything. And and I like how you talked about even what you're working on for yourself, right? Because we all we all have our things and, and yeah. it's important to be honest with in a in a dating relationship and most importantly a marriage relationship to explain, yeah, I, I, I can do better in these other areas too. It's not just one spouse that has things to work on. It's it's both together. And I think that's that is the beauty of a marriage relationship is that it kind of you have somebody to be accountable to very often, daily, minute by minute, and it smooths you out and helps you become a better person through it all. Definitely. Something I want to like add to that is just if you've ever gone through the 12 step book, I remember beginning of my recovery, I actually went through the 12 step book, not just the the principles of recovery, but the 12 steps of recovery for addiction. And they apply to everything. They apply to everyone. I went through it with the thought of rather than pornography addiction, I went through it with feelings of self-doubt. And if you go through and just change every time it says like addiction or things like that for your struggle, it works perfect. And it really, really helped me to to get through it. So I agree with that too. Yeah. I didn't actually go through the 12 step recovery process or the booklet. Like when I was, when I had my own addiction, I was able to get out of it through kind of working the steps without really realizing they were that specific. But I just love those 12 steps because it really just lays out perfectly easy steps that you can follow to, to towards recovery. But I did start using it after my mission when I wasn't having a habit with pornography. And yeah, it, it was like it's healing also for what happened in my high school days. It's healing for what's happening on the daily. So it's really just the gospel put into action. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. So you've mentioned how reaching out has been really helpful for you. And that's that third point you want to talk about. Yeah. What gives you the courage to reach out? How do you, how do you reach out? Because I can totally relate to what you were talking about a little bit ago of like, oh, it's so silly that I felt that way. Like I should just get over this. Like it's not a big deal. It, when like validating those reaching out and and, and validating and, and really honoring your experience is so important. Definitely. It is hard. I get super embarrassed when I'm emotional <laughs> and I'm really emotional a lot, but I like to pretend I'm not an emotional person. <laughs> but um yeah, reaching out can be really hard. I have the opportunity to be a facilitator in one of these meetings and um in the support meeting and So I'm always telling people, just reach out. It feels so good. Nobody's going to judge you. And just call me. Here's my phone number. Call me or just text me. And it's so easy to say that to other people. But when I need to reach out to someone, then I'm super missed. And um, I remember there's been a few times where I'm just like in tears. And I'm just because I, whether it had anything to do with recovery or not, again, this just applies to everything. And I'm just emotional. And I feel like I need to reach out to someone. And I'm just embarrassed. I don't want people to think that I cry, which is such a human thing to do is cry, but I just feel super embarrassed. But I'm telling you, you just have to do it. Just get over that little hump and just take the courage to to reach out. And then just hearing somebody validate those feelings is is really important because it helps you feel like this is real and I can move forward. It gives you hope. I guess that's why I reach out. There's three people or three ways that I reach out. One is through prayer. Again, even though Heavenly Father knows exactly what we're going through, He knows the trial, I still get embarrassed to talk to Him and be like, yeah, I'm struggling. He knows I'm struggling, but I still struggle. Once I get over that, 
though that embarrassment and I talk to him and sometimes it's not always like thank you for this trial or I'm sorry that I did this it's mostly sometimes it's me just talking to him it's not a formal prayer but it's me saying like I'm really feeling off right now I'm feeling bad I'm sad just just to let you know and then I wait and usually he helps me to he always helps me to feel better but usually within a few seconds I'm starting to feel better already I like to call those for the record prayers and sometimes I'm even mad at God yeah <laughs> Sue me, but it's true. <laughs> I'm like, for the record, this really sucks right now, and I'm in a lot of pain. And yeah. and and I, I think found def- definitely God allows for that anger to happen. He, <laughs> he can so. handle it, and <laughs> he, he allows for that it. so true. that we can we can process ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but so I true. I really love that. Like, hey, this is what's going on. You already know, but like, I need to tell you. Yeah, kind of and also saying it out loud too mm-hmm. just helps me validate it for myself. <laughs> So I think that's important. Another one, like I, like I brought up, um, I am, I go to a support group every Wednesday. I'm always there. And it's been a huge support once a week to have a plan time where I go and I talk to other people who are in similar situations. Every situation is different there, but they're all similar. Um, and just to have other people talk about this, talking about it, I think is huge, which is why we're doing this podcast, right? <laughs> just to talk about it. And... Another one is, like I brought up earlier, just talking to other people who have been through it. Um, That can be through a text message. Usually if it's a harder day, then I'll make a phone call. But that's usually usually what I do. And it's so helpful to reach out. So, so helpful. Again, validation in what's going on is really, really nice and important. Yeah. Do you, how do you reach out to Alma? Definitely. I reach out to him by, um, sometimes I'll text him and say, hey, I'm struggling. I'm just like, whether it's self-doubt or whether it's just feelings of uncertainty or I don't know, with anything, again, um, I'll just reach out to him and he'll, he usually sends me a text message, I'm praying for you. And just that, just getting, knowing that he's praying for me is a huge blessing. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing these three things that are really helping you and helping you to heal through your recovery. I really appreciate your your stories and your experiences and especially like those this is what it looks like in my life. So thank you so much. You're so yeah. welcome. Thanks. Once again those things that we talked about specifically today were self-care, communication and reaching out. If uh any of our listeners have specific questions about any of these things that we've been talking about, please reach out to our email, hello at reach10.org. Submit your questions to us. We're going to have a podcast coming up soon about questions and answers anyway. We want to make sure that we're we're helping you find out what you want to know. So thank you so much, Karen, for being here. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Alma and Karen will be back with us to talk about their relationship together on this podcast. So be looking for that episode as it comes in the future. We're so excited to have them together with us. And Creed mentioned this, and I just wanted to hit it again. We will be doing an episode specifically answering your questions. So we need you to send us questions. This can come through Instagram. This can come through email. This can come through a review. Hashtag review us. Just any way you you want to reach out to us, we want to know what you want to know about healthy sexuality and overcoming pornography and shame, silence, and fear. So ask us your questions, and we can't wait to hear from you. Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. 
Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals, and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.